geeks, and welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks. And where to find them? I'm Frizzy Voices. <laughs> and I'm Tessa Netting. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter unpopular opinions. But first, let's look at this week's Ravenclaw riddle, our Harry Potter question of the week. This one comes from Emmy Wahlberg, who says... Hi, Tessa and Brizzy. Like you, I'm a geek and I think a Ravenclaw. I need your help because I'm in a hat stall. Whenever I took the quizzes, I used to get Gryffindor. But then, once to prove I was a Gryffindor to my friends when they saw me reading and I got Ravenclaw. (laughs) Please help me. I love your podcasts and channels. Hope you read this. Bye. We get, I'd say like 90% of the emails we get for riddles are... I don't know which house I am because I got this, but then I got this. Help me. Yeah. But like, we can't do that. (laughs) Right. I think it's very interesting, though, that there's such a correlation between and confusion between Gryffindors and Ravenclaws. Mm. I see that so much. So many Gryffindors are like, I kind of thought I was a Ravenclaw. And then, no, like Sarah Beth, Jackie, like those are just yeah. two people off the yeah. top of my head, but I know that there's more I've talked to. And so I feel like that they run into this problem. And Hermione, like she's another yeah. one where it's like, thought oh. she was a Ravenclaw. And I like thought I was a Gryffindor at first, but no. So it's like, I feel like Gryffindors and Ravenclaws have this weird connection that's closer than you think. Yeah, interesting. Right? So I thought that we should just like kind of touch on that. So if you think that you're one house and you're like, oh, I I can't choose between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Just like, like we said, go with your gut. But there might be that other house kind of still present a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we can't choose for you. Yeah, I I would say I'm very sorry, but we are not the sorting hat. So unless we actually know you, we can't really give our opinion based on an email you know yeah we can't really give you an accurate sorting all we can tell you to do is take the test and go with your gut Mm -hmm. i think you do know deep down sort of what you value yeah more so go with that thank you Amy. To submit your Harry Potter-related question for a Ravenclaw riddle, email us at fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com. Now let's get back to Harry Potter and popular opinions. So I asked you guys on all forms of social media for your Harry Potter and popular opinions. And holy crap, <laughs> we received so many replies. It was very <laughs> overwhelming. Oh, my God. I almost like muted that Twitter thread. I was I, like, this is too much. <laughs> so much. So but I collected it all. I have it saved in folders. But for this episode, we're going to be focusing on some of the comments from our Fantastic Geeks Facebook page specifically. But please let us know if you like this episode, because we would love to do more of these. There's a yeah. lot more content yeah so you want to start you ready okay some of the comments i found were really interesting because they thought that their opinion was unpopular but then the opposite opinion was also said yeah and that they thought that was unpopular yeah totally so i found a couple of those and i want to do those first okay because i feel like that's just like debating in the fandom because you're like Mm -hmm. this is unpopular but both sides think it's unpopular (laughs) yeah (laughs) so let's start with that okay this first one is from tia page or tia page or tia page (laughs) i prefer tia um that's amazing very unpopular opinion not only does she think this is the unpopular side but it is the very unpopular side yes harry is the worst character in this series He's completely arrogant, does nothing for himself as his friends do it all, and he isn't very thankful in return, and is constantly seeking pity just because his parents died. (laughs) Sorry, I gave it my own intonation to make it mean. Most wizards in the story have had much worse. I actually prefer Umbridge over Harry any day. What? Okay, I totally agree. This is a very unpopular opinion. (laughs) That last bit. Oh my gosh. I was like, Okay, okay, what? (laughs) And then the other side is from Hannah, who says, Harry Potter is my favorite character, and Lupin is the best marauder, not serious. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're focusing on Harry here. Some people think Harry is the absolute worst character. Mm -hmm. Some people think Harry is their favorite character. Yeah. 
what do you think? Where do you I fall? would say the statement Harry Potter is my favorite character is not a common opinion, but I wouldn't say it's unpopular. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I would say Umbridge is better than Harry is a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> and what is your opinion on that? Like, where does Harry fall? Just very in the middle, mm. really. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he's like an ungrateful douchebag <laughs> who like is always seeking pity. I do think he's a great person who's very strong and, you know, talented and important and good. But he's also a flawed character because he's like, a well-written character. Right, right. It's it's one of those things where I go back and forth yeah, you do. with this <laughs> all the time. It's like one chapter, I'm like, I can't stand Harry. He's driving me nuts. The next chapter, I'm like, I would protect Harry with my life. Like, I love Harry more than anything. So if I'm like being completely honest, though, I I think I really do love Harry. I think my <laughs> teasing comes from a place of love. Yeah. You know, it's like he's a bad wizard, but I love the crap out of him. Like <laughs> holy crap, I think he is one of my favorite characters. I really do. It's one of those things where it's like uh, we're listening to him like he it's his point of view. Like this is his yeah. story and I love him for it. <laughs> So interesting because it's not even like it's not like he's the narrator or anything. I know, but it is his perspective, certainly. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so funny. You're like Harry. Thanks for telling us your right? story. <laughs> that's kind of what I feel. I'm just like, thanks for this, man. I mean, yeah, I I appreciate him really just as like a means of getting this story, but. I would never say he's one of my favorite characters because I'm just so, like, hipster about it. And I'm like, that's right. so boring. A lot of people don't like the main character of anything. Yeah. Because the side characters are more interesting. Yeah. They have to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you need someone solid to yeah, keep the story going. More, more straight man. Exactly. To keep everything grounded. Yep. Next. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> This one comes from Catherine, who says the Fantastic Beast movies are better than the Harry Potter films. Personally, I think this mostly because you can enjoy them without comparing them to the obviously more detailed books. And the other side comes from Kyle, who says, unpopular opinion, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald is a terrible movie. I feel like Crimes of Grindelwald is a terrible movie is a very popular opinion. <laughs> but he thinks it's unpopular. It's one of those things where it might be popular in the fandom itself, but overall, like in the hardcore fandom, but overall, he might feel like it's an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. You know? It definitely depends on what sphere you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, the more, I, I suppose, the more critical you are of film as good or bad, the more likely you're going to think it's a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. The more you are just along for the ride and like grateful for all the magic, the more you're like, yeah, it's great. And I, I'm much more on Catherine's side personally of the like, I love the Fantastic Beasts series yeah. so largely because there's no book series to compare it to, to be disappointed by stuff mm. missing. You know, I'm like, this is made to be a movie and we're getting everything we're supposed to get from it. And that is so exciting for me. It's like it's like living through Star Wars rather than Harry Potter, you know? It's interesting that you say Star Wars because the first two uh, Fantastic Beasts movies, to me, are very similar to the first Star Wars movies in the new trilogy. Like, yeah, for, for yeah. me, I think Force Awakens is a better movie and the first Fantastic Beasts movie is a better movie. Yeah. Like, just as a watching movie, putting it on in the background, like, I'm going to watch it over and over. Standalone, yeah, all that. exactly. But Last Jedi got me so <laughs> invested in the fandom and the story going forward and so did Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. It was one of those things where it sucked me into the point where I'm like... Oh my gosh, that's all I can think about. Yeah, you know. So it's like, and I think both are leading into the next movie. Yeah, absolutely. Very well, like beautifully. So it's like I think you need that movie to get to the next movie. That makes so much sense. It's very weird in the case of Star Wars because it's like so like 
play as you go like mm-hmm. each movie is like we're doing this okay next movie what do we do next movie what do we do and like changing directors and all that really you didn't think there was an overarching no because like they were going against each other's plans i don't you think know? so i think kathleen kennedy had a specific oh really you oh, don't yeah. think like jj abrams had this plan for ray that ryan was like nope <laughs> she's nobody <laughs> maybe a little bit but i do think the overall because adam driver in an interview was <laughs> maybe I shouldn't go into that in this, but he said from the beginning that like the reason that he took this is because there was like some sort of thing that they had for the end. That's good. Well, at least originally the first trilogy, they didn't know where they they were going. They did not at all. (laughs) But it's good to know that they have like a thorough plan for the trilogy as a whole. Right. And I, I do think Fantastic Beasts has a very thorough plan for the five movies as a whole. Yes. And she's just kind of having to adjust right now based on feedback. No, definitely. It's like you writing screenplays and putting so much detail into that is almost impossible. Yeah. You know, it's it's I'm excited for the next one. I can't wait. Yeah. Next, we have Snape. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Is Snape brave? Ooh, is... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. First comes from Taylor, who says Snape should have been with Lily. Next comes from Andre, who says Snape's, quote, love for Lily was actually a sick obsession. Talk about a debate in the <laughs> fandom. I have never seen a more like I'm either on mm. this side, on this character side or completely hate this character more than anything. Yeah, I feel like this is a little different and more specific though. Mm-hmm. I feel like the usual debate is Snape was good guy, Snape was bad guy. Right. This one's literally whether he should have been with Lily or not. Right. Basically. Right. And whether his love for Lily was like Genuine, granted, creepy, etc. Mm-hmm. I think the unpopular opinion is Snape should have been with Lily. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree that uh, his obsession was uh, gross and he should have gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where, like, Snape was a horrible person who just shouldn't have been a teacher. And then... Like, this obsessive love is what took it, like, too far. Like, I get, ugh, it's one of those things where it's like, I get why she did it, because she's trying to make a redemption for Snape. But she gave the redemption to the wrong character. I will die on this <laughs> oh. hill. I will die on this hill. Oh. Draco Malfoy oh. is the one that should have been redeemed not Snape. Yeah. This is the problem. He Draco's the one that should have been the love because she's like, no, it's like his love that redeemed him, but his love isn't pure. It's obsessive. It's one-sided. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she's seething. Uh, <laughs> God, there's so many things that could have been like so perfect in my mind if Draco would have gotten that redemption arc. Like it would have changed people. Uh, I can't I can't go into it because I think we're going to talk about it more It's more also, later. I think, makes a little more sense with Draco because like he was just a teenager who was kind of forced in a certain direction right. by his parents. Whereas mm-hmm. Snape was, he was bullied as a kid, but he was making his own decisions. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Where it's like, uh, and this also makes me more pissed at Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just him just like keeping Snape around and as a teacher. Yeah. It's like Snape could have been like his right-hand man that was just annoying to Harry. Like why did he have to be the potions professor? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, Snape. And also I think the movies one. 100% glorify Snape. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I think people forget, because I kind of forgot. When I went through, like, that phase where I was watching the movies more than reading the books. Yeah. And then I went back and I read the books, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's no. He's abusive. Oh, no. He's he's not great. He's not that great. Whereas, like, because Alan Rickman's so amazing and because they really, like, showcase the diving into his character and that it's like you forget yeah so oh man yeah he's not nearly as terrible he's like 
sassy mean like a sassy mean english teacher right in the movies whereas in the books he's like real bad yeah but he could have just been this like i wish he could have just stayed the mean teacher that we didn't like yeah you know like why we don't have to give him a redemption <laughs> give it to draco okay <laughs> let's move on before i get too upset well, sorry, because this one's kind of related. This one says from Robbie says, Snape is horrible and shouldn't get a name honor from Harry. And also, Albus, Scorpius, and Rose are Gryffindor, not Slytherin. <laughs> I like how people are just kind of like shoving in secondary I things. I know. Really yeah. quick. And also this. <laughs> I think Rose is a Gryffindor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. I don't think that's unpopular. <laughs> I don't think Harry should be naming any <laughs> Honestly, the only person that's worse at naming children than Harry is Bella. <laughs> Bella, I it could have been worse. I guess it could have been like Jol Lolly or What are you talking Jarther? about? Oh, Twilight? Yeah. Jesus. Because she calls her Renezme. Yeah. Which is like her two parents put like yeah. the two parents put together. So like I guess Harry could have done that and been like, this is my daughter Lolly. <laughs> and my son Jarther. <laughs> yeah, that always made me mad. And Twilight always wished she named her kid after her their dads, because then it would have been Carly. That's a normal name. Thank you. <laughs> Which is like, and and Harry, like, maybe one of the names, but like both of them is like excessive. <laughs> it makes it so bad. Or <sighs> I don't know. So it's like. I, Albus Severus. Yeah, he could have been Alberus or something. <laughs> Severbus. <laughs> but people also kind of get pissed. Not only because the names are bad, but because he's naming them after, yeah. you know, yeah. Snape or Dumbledore. Because yeah. they're like, what about Hagrid? Yeah, dude. What about, like, I don't know, Cedric? Yeah. But they're, I guess it's like Dumbledore and Snape actively died for this cause that, like, saved Harry and saved this whole Wizarding World situation. Whereas Cedric wasn't dying on purpose right. and or willingly and Hagrid is still alive. I just why uh, Jenny, where were you? I know, right? <laughs> Girl, help your man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Comes from Paula who says Dumbledore is one of the worst characters in the entire series. That's interesting. I'm not sure what she means. Yeah. I'm not sure I think I have to assume she means like, like bad, like mm-hmm. evil sort of thing, like uh, a terrible person, right? Rather than badly written character, because I feel like there's no stretch of the imagination where you could say Dumbledore is a badly written character right. because he's so fascinating and so multifaceted mm-hmm. and so easy to debate about because he has so much good and bad in him, right? I th- I think you're right, like. Yeah. Yeah, Dumbledore's like, if Obama was like a bad dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's Oh my God. It's like, because you think that Obama's great and he's like, you know, put on this pedestal and he did good for people like overall. And Dumbledore did too, because he's like looking out for the greater good. But then what if Obama was just the worst dad, like, personally to his kids? Because that's kind of the issue. It's like, Dumbledore was just not good for Harry. And he didn't treat Harry great at all. And it made me upset. But it's like, he's just not good at it. Can you blame him? He was just thinking, like, very one-track mind, bigger picture. Like, this is what needs to happen sort of thing. I also think people that really don't like Dumbledore maybe have experienced that in their own lives with like their parents, mm. maybe where it's like maybe their parents like think they know what's exactly. good for them, but it ends up hurting the kid. Exactly. Yeah. Like something like, oh, no, you should be a doctor because this will be you yeah. know, the better thing for you. And they are like looking out for them, but it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that I bet that, that there might be something to that. Yeah. I don't know. We're not saying anything about you, Paula, no, no, no. but I bet that is might be a common 
through line. Right. I don't know. Dumbledore's crazy. But I've been... (laughs) (laughs) He's crazy, man. But yeah, worst... Not worst written, but worst personally... Perhaps. Perhaps. I do think that is an unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think that, but I would say like on the 50-50 scale, like it is more people love Dumbledore. I think so. And think he's like a wonderful wizard and good person. Yes. The opposite. I think so too. Next comes from... Next comes from Alao Luwapo, who says, Dumbledore yelling, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? is very in line with his character. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in line with Michael Gambon's acting style. Yes. But not in line with Dumbledore's character. Yeah. Like, and not even, even if Calmly was absent. Yes. Dumbledore's the type of guy where you're getting in, a, in an argument and you're yelling mm-hmm. and he's staying calm. Yeah. And then you get so More mad, mad yeah. because he's not yelling back. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> always what I thought of Dumbledore. Yeah. Same. You know? Yeah. He's always the, the quiet power. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. When, when that sort of moment did happen, I think that's why people were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dumbledore. Yeah. But love the meme. Because in general, truly powerful people don't feel the need to like raise their voice and yell in cer- certain situations because they're confident in their position right. and stuff. So. It's way more intimidating. It's like Tywin Lannister. He's yeah. always like quiet and just so intimidating in that way. Definitely. Okay, next comes from Autumn Rose, who says, Unpopular opinion, students shouldn't be sorted until second year. Having one year of unity with other students, then being sorted once you know your classmates and know more about the houses could definitely encourage more unity between houses. Oh my gosh. I love this. Me too. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like this makes my heart break for them inevitably because I know it would be so heartbreaking to not be put in the same house as your best friends that you make right. in the first year. And your friends from the first year, you probably do like end up drifting apart and stuff over the years, but it probably is a way better basis for everything yeah. and would help you like empathize with the other houses so much better yeah and also it just makes more sense because in that first book there's so much happening that if they were all just put into a pool of classes like the houses don't mean that much in the first one if they would have been like oh and the second book is all about the sorting mm. like and Harry would have been like all freaked out about the sorting, yeah. already knowing what like what that means more. You know what also would have been interesting is just for us reading it, not knowing what house he would be in. Like going <gasps> yeah. through the whole first oh book, learning about the houses and how like upperclassmen are in these houses, knowing what each one means and like debating which one he's going to end up in. And then he like realizes that he talks to snakes and he's like, <laughs> oh no. And yeah. like it's even more of that sort of internal debate of like, oh, I don't want to be in Slytherin. Yeah. I mean, we would have been like seven years old, so not as much theorizing was going out before the second book came out, but it would have been real fun. Yeah, definitely. So I love this. I love this. I think it is an unpopular opinion, but I like it. Me too. <laughs> Next one comes from Isabella, who says... Unpopular opinion, Gryffindors and Slytherins are not at all that different. The Gryffindor and Slytherin houses are basically the same. They're two sides of the same coin. People need to give Slytherins more credit. They're not all brooding, psychopathic wizards. So, I feel like this is a popular opinion among superfans, but I do think it's an extremely unpopular opinion around general Yeah, mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people that are still like Slytherins are the are the bad guys. Yep. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand percent. And again, why I get so upset is this could have been so easily <laughs> solved. <laughs> if some student had gotten a redemption, a beautiful redemption arc, I wonder what Slytherin student could have 
had some gorgeous redemption arc and would have been such a great Slytherin that people Ooh. could look at. Blaze and- Zabini? No! <laughs> Draco! Draco Malfoy! I will die on this hill. I don't care. I don't care. Man, this is like, oh my gosh, I have so many opinions on this. Well, thank God. Okay, I'm going into the next one because it goes into it. Megan. Megan. (laughs) Megan says... Draco was completely underrated and his character arc should slash could have played out so much better. Also, dreary for life. Uh, Tessa, is this, did you make a fake account? No. (laughs) Megan, you're out here. I know that you exist and it's not me. This really isn't me, guys. This is is an actual comment. Um, This, I don't know if it was just because I shipped them that I saw this clear redemption and it never happened and it broke my heart a little bit (laughs) but it's like god it was all there like harry and draco should have had this big duel and then like harry would have expelliarmus and that's how he would have gotten the elder wands like that's how he would have been master of draco's wands like Mm -hmm. i hate how he just like picked it up and it was like oh it's mine now (laughs) it's like come on you guys have been dueling since like the dueling club this is the time for the big duel and then like draco would have realized that like they're actually kind of friends and then he like would have gone over to harry's side and helped fight voldemort on that side Mm -hmm. not on the not on the other side. Didn't he get more... Did Draco get more redemption in the movies than the books? Uh, I mean, slightly, kind oh, of. Oh, but they... Have, you they, know that deleted, deleted scene. scene. Oh, my yes, God. I do know that deleted scene. Wow. I do know that deleted scene. Tell, tell everyone what happened. They freaking deleted Draco actually helping Harry once in the battle and he like tossed the wand didn't he or something I don't even remember (laughs) you love it so much I know I don't even remember yeah I think he throws a wand to Harry after Harry falls out of uh, Hagrid's arms yeah and he's like I'm alive but he also doesn't have a wand right and he goes Potter and he throws it or something like that I I don't know I like black out whenever I see that because I just (laughs) I just get so (laughs) I get so upset but on the on the matter of specifically Gryffindors and Slytherins yes yeah unpopular as mainstream but pretty popular in the very uh, niche world of super fans Mm -hmm. who like overanalyze this stuff (laughs) Yeah, but like, don't you wish that like the Slytherins weren't all just evil in the books? Because they're yeah. so evil. Like the only other one is like Regulus, mm-hmm. but it's like he's not a character that we know. He's mm-hmm. just someone that we hear about. I want someone that we personally know. And yeah, Snape doesn't count. Yeah, I know. Snape is like the one that's supposed to count, but right. No. But it doesn't feel real. We yeah, with him, we. They and and it's funny because she tries to she like goes back and we're like in Snape's and it's like Draco's right there Draco's been there from the beginning like I understand that they couldn't have been friends like right off the bat like start out as en- enemies totally get that but like they could have like kind of been friends and they kind of <laughs> were friends like a little bit but there could have been like a little more of that I don't know I just get really <laughs> upset. <laughs> Yep. What do you think? Do you think that that would have made any sense? Like, do you think that Draco yeah. should have gotten a redemption arc or no? You don't yeah. really care at all about that. And it, it could have been like kind of guided by Narcissa. Mm-hmm. And like they could have really painted Lucius as like the real reason Ooh. they were ever involved in mm-hmm. the dark side. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, and then I can see that. Narcissa, if he like knew. Somehow that Narcissa had, like, helped Harry, that could have given him, like, the courage he needed to, like, go to, like, help Harry. And fight on Harry's. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have killed my heart. Wow. Still not over it. Never over it. <laughs> Hopefully this last Star Wars movie gives me something. Okay, next. <laughs> next comes from... Lydia, who says, Cedric Diggory is the saddest death. 
Hmm. Hear me out. Every character died either protecting Harry or Hogwarts or the Wizarding World. Cedric was killed because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He died for nothing, and he was just a teenager. I can kind of see how this is, like, unpopular, because I feel like, I don't know. Just because he's not as talked about enough or as loved as a character. Right. So people are more sad about Sirius and Fred because Mm -hmm. they're obsessed with Sirius and Fred. Right. But, like, I think objectively people, for the most part, recognize that Cedric's is the most tragic. Yeah. Also, his death is, like, the most important death. I think because it brings him back or what I well that and it also kind of like starts the wizarding war war. that's like the whole reason why it's like oh this is why I believe that Voldemort could be back because he killed this child like unless you think Harry did but it's like no Mm -hmm. you know so he was kind of like the sacrifice that brought the whole school to kind of be like we have to come together. But and most people didn't at first. Like Cedric being dead wasn't enough at first. I it guess was really it wasn't. just the order who was listening. And the order would have listened to Harry's word with or without Cedric, I think. Yeah, maybe. I guess it was really Harry then. I guess it was really convincing Harry that he had to really like step it up and fight because he felt like blamed for Cedric's death. Yeah. I I do think it's the most tragic because he's I feel like the only one for ones for me that rival it are mm-hmm. Frank Bryce, who was also wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Charity Burbage was also wrong place, wrong time, I think. And then Tonks and Lupin because they had a baby. Mm-hmm. But Frank Bryce lived a long life, at least. Charity Burbage, don't really know much about her. Uh, <laughs> and then Tonks and Lupin like knew what, what they were getting into and like, willingly went into that right Cedric was so young and so talented and so kind Mm -hmm. athletically intellectually magically had so much going for him yeah and so much ahead of him and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah yeah that's really that's so sad and he was a good person like a genuinely good person oh he really was (laughs) I hate that and it really is like heartbreaking like Harry and his sort of like and I hated Dudley when he was just like oh your boyfriend yeah oh don't say that I got so mad because it was just so heartbreaking because you knew what happened and you knew that Harry felt so guilty and I feel like a lot of people like when their loved ones die they do sometimes feel guilty in a way mm-hmm. so I think that really like resonated with a lot especially of if it's like people a car crash or something right. with survivor's guilt exactly yeah exactly so oh that's tough that's real sad yeah Man, okay, this kind of leads into the next one. This comes from Patrick, who says, Unpopular opinion, Harry's angst in Order of the Phoenix is definitely justified. He's a 15-year-old who went through extremely traumatic events at a very young age. How would you react if that happened to you and you had no contact with any of your loved ones for several months? Yeah. So if you were, (laughs) let's put it in muggle terms, if you were like, in a car mm. <laughs> with Cedric oh and uh, some like mass murderer caused a car crash right where Cedric died and you lived and mm-hmm. you told everyone that like it was the murderer but no one believed you yeah. and like you were completely separated from all your loved ones like yeah that sucks and it was like a really popular kid who died and everyone's like screw you like yeah yeah also it's just like i understand this was something that I used to get really angry about. I'd be like, oh, Harry, you're so annoying, like, in the fifth book. But it's, like, when I sort of looked at that angle of him having, like, oh, like, this was kind of, like, PTSD. This is him dealing with all of um, – it's, like, a culmination of all the bad things. Like, it's, like, this was his tipping point. And especially as I got older, I was, like, wow, this is a lot. Like, and especially when I was going through a really rough time and I read this book, I cried a lot reading, rereading this book when I went through a really bad, tough time. Uh, I identified a lot with Harry and him just being so angry and so upset and like people reaching out to him and him not not wanting the help, him not wanting anyone around him, him feeling guilty. It's like it's a lot. And it's and you're right. He's so he's just so young and it happened at that age 
The thing that kind of makes me still a little annoyed is in the sixth book when he's still kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because things yeah. are going a little better, mm-hmm. um, but he's still kind of like that. He's like, don't help me. Don't help me. Yeah. I don't need you. Blah, 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 blah. But like Order of the Phoenix, man, that's that's some emotional stuff right there. That's a lot. Yeah. I- I'll be honest, though. It's been a long time since I've read Order of the Phoenix, so I don't really remember the extent and, and the specifics of his angst. Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's yeah. it can be really frustrating, especially if you like are reading the books and love Harry as a character because you're just <laughs> like, come on, like they they love you. Like people are trying to help you. Like why are you pushing people away? Why are you doing this? You know, you just want to help Harry. <laughs> yeah, you just want him to be happy. My son, my boy. Too soon. Okay. <laughs> Next question right. is from Stephen. Unpopular opinion. Ron wasn't always a good friend. He basically shunned Harry in the beginning of Goblet of Fire, all because he was jealous. I mean, like, but Harry's not a good friend either. Yeah. I mean, nobody's. They're kids. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought Ron was a great friend. Yeah. To Harry. I think in general he's a great friend, but yeah, obviously he's not always a good friend. Yeah. I I get, like, the jealousy thing can be a lot sometimes, but, like, if your best friend is, like, the most famous person in the world, you're going to get jealous sometimes. And you're, like, dirt poor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for Ron. Harry and Ron's relationship is, like, the closest thing in the books. And it's something that isn't in the movies at all. And it pisses me off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so... It's, like, replaced with Hermione. Hermione, like, took all of Ron's hugs that he got from Harry. Like, took everything from him. Yep. So, it makes me mad. Yep. <laughs> I think he's a better friend in the books. Yeah. <laughs> Books. Yeah, that's definitely true. Thousand percent. Books. (laughs) Okay, next question comes from Lena. And this is a double one, another one that has both. Or actually, no. This one's kind of connected. I found two of these that kind of are saying the same thing. So I'll say both of them. First one comes from Lena, who says, Let's all say it together now. Hagrid was underappreciated and then eric adds unpopular opinion hagrid is the best parental figure for harry out of anyone in the whole series mm-hmm. so i think it's a fairly popular opinion that hagrid is underappreciated really i think a lot of people are like just like oh hagrid <laughs> i don't think they have a lot of feelings about hagrid i think like generally just like he's a happy guy that loves Harry. I feel like people who've read the books feel like he's underappreciated, and people who've seen the movies are like, "Oh, he's Hagrid." That's true. I do think that's right. I think that the movies, because Hagrid's very prominent in all the movies. Yeah, um, but he's not like really meaningful. No, he's not. He's just like a constant. Where you're just like, yeah, "Oh, happy he's to see Hagrid." Comic relief. He is. He is. But he does show a love for Harry, but it's not to the extent yeah. that he is in the books. Do you think Har- like Hagrid's the best parental figure? No. Because <laughs> he's irresponsible AF. Though <laughs> so Harry would have blown up as a toddler. <laughs> he would have been eaten by a hippogriff. <laughs> I don't think Hagrid's the best parental figure, but I like, I don't, oh, I feel like he had the best example of um parental love mm-hmm. for harry okay and that's like something that you wanted from dumbledore but yeah. you didn't get <laughs> like hagrid loved harry like in this pure he would do anything for harry yeah you like felt that love that they both had for each other and he didn't get that from anyone else so from that like from a love perspective totally but yeah hagrid hagrid <laughs> <laughs> he makes things explode and lots of unsafe animals all around and buckets and knives and <laughs> I don't know. Buckets. I don't know, I'm just picturing the slugs and oh, okay. You know, I don't think a baby should be there. I don't no. he's not very responsible. <laughs> but I think he provided the love, the parental love that Harry needed. And and because of that is underappreciated and he was definitely like the only father figure left at the end of the series yeah yeah 
Oh, that's true. Because Harry lost everybody else. Well, except for Arthur, Arthur. Yeah, you could say. But I don't know. I was pissed that Harry didn't name one of his kids Hag. Maybe he just didn't like the name Hagrid. But like, what about Ruby? Is yeah, Ruby. Ruby. That's a cute name. Yeah, Harry, you're dumb. <laughs> Ruby's the cutest name, Ruby Potter. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> but I, I always do love Hagrid. All the Hagrid scenes make me cry. Like that ending scene in Chamber of Secrets. Whoo! <laughs> cry every time. It's like that plus John Williams. It's so cheesy. They're all just clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> so cheesy but i'm just like bawling <laughs> i don't know what it is it just it gets me man okay next one next one comes from sammy who says i hate cho chang i find her to be such an unnecessary character in the books and in the films i just find her super annoying and pathetic crying laughing face hashtag sorry not sorry what do you think about ravenclaw cho Ravenclaw show that's a different question um I just think she is a normal girl and like just kind of like a, a poor normal girl at this school who's like been pulled into this drama by one dating the guy who died tragically mm, right and had nothing to do with it and two being so pretty that Harry had a crush on her right <laughs> Whereas she's just like she's just normal girl. Yeah, she's she's just basic. She'd be the one like I don't know, Uggs. I mean, we don't even know that. I don't know that she's basic. She's just not like she's just not a hero, and that's no. okay. No, she's not a hero for sure. I just always hated her, but that was just because Harry was obsessed with her, and I'm like, Harry. oh, you just want him to like Draco? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's, that's also why I don't like Jenny, but that's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Next question comes from Nicholas, who says, Grunewald is far more frightening than Voldemort. 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 Uh, what's funny is they both are like the big bad wizards, and they both have these like alternate real pronunciations, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like, what do you think scarier, a serial killer or a fascist? A bad serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad <serial>. Yeah. <laughs> then fascist. Uh, I mean, I think Grindelwald is more terrifying because people think that he's right. Yeah, I think Grindelwald is a lot more good at what he does. <laughs> Voldemort can't kill a baby. <laughs> That's what I mean. If Voldemort was, like, really good, then I'd be more frightened. Yeah. But it's like, Harry's beating him over and over again, <laughs> and Harry's not that good. So <laughs> Harry wouldn't stand a chance against Grindelwald. Yeah. You know? And Grindelwald know. is just charming. He is. Yep. And yep. Voldemort was charming when he was, like, a teenager, but then right. he just went crazy. Right. Yeah, if Voldemort was more, like, charming and people actually, like, more believed More like Tom him, Riddle. Yes. If he was more Tom Riddle, stayed more like Tom yeah. Riddle and less, like, Boogeyman. Yeah. Then, yeah, <laughs> I'd go on Voldemort, but nah, Grindelwald, I agree. Yeah. But I do think that's unpopular, because... Yeah. People... Certainly. Because they're, like... Scary. They, yeah, if you compare the face of Voldemort with the face of Grindelwald... I mean, Grindelwald normally doesn't have, like, crazy eyeballs, but so was, <laughs> we're disregarding that. Like, Voldemort looks scarier. Yeah. He's, like, bald with snake nose and red eyes and all that jazz. Right. He just, like, looks like some demon. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky man. Snake man. <laughs> okay. Next comes from Kesha, who says, Unpopular opinion, Percy should have died instead of Fred. I also think Hermione and Fred should have gotten together instead of Hermione and Ron. I disagree so hard. Ooh. Hermione should not have gotten with Fred. Are you Ooh. joking? Really? You don't see that? No, absolutely not. Mm. I feel like Ron has just the right amount of like chaos and like comedy mm. for Hermione to handle. Fred would drive her absolutely insane every single day. Mm. Okay. All right. What about Percy? Um, 
I guess it would have been more of a redemption for him because it would have been like, oh, wow, he really did like die for the good cause, even though he was a prick. Yeah, kind of like a Darth Vader moment for Percy. Yeah. Like right before he died. That would have been nice, like a sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, I would have liked that, actually. But... I'm kind of, I kind of sick of those storylines, oh, you know. I'm I'm a sucker, like, so I'm into it. Oh, dying for the cause that makes them so good. Like, like I kind of am every sick of that. soldier, exactly. Yeah, but that's what this is is <laughs> war. <laughs> uh, I also hate that Fred and George are separated in any way. So, oh yeah, any way to keep Fred alive, I'm down. I mean, yeah, Fred was the worst death for me, yeah. but I think it was. One of the most powerful. See, I disagree. I don't think Fred should have died. I think Ron should have died. Oh, no. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Everyone thought Ron was going to die. Because that's the biggest theory, right? Yeah, because it makes so much sense. Like, you needed to have one big death at the end of that book, (laughs) and it was going to be Ron. And it would have torn Harry, like, to pieces because he loved Ron the most. Well, he loved Draco the most, but after Draco, then he loved Ron. But he like (laughs) he had the biggest like, oh, my gosh, that would have torn me apart. And Hermione, it like would have because you knew that like Hermione and Ron loved each other. And then you knew that like Harry and Ron loved each other. And then to take Ron away because Ron is like what kind of kept them all Mm -hmm. like as a unit. (sighs) Yep, I feel like that would have been. Right in the heart, right in the heart. I was waiting for it. So I, I kind of think that should have happened instead of Fred and then keep Fred alive. But I don't think Hermione should go with either of them. I think Hermione should go to like wizard law school and like meet someone there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, I, I don't know. She needs to have intelligent conversations. She needs to have like, you know, intelligent arguments. No one's smart enough for her in Hogwarts. Okay. So, I don't know. But but it would have been nice because then it, like, the love between Hermione and Ron would have been, like, it, it hurt you, but you would understand if she had to move on. Because I don't think uh, that they yeah. would have, like, stayed together because they're, I don't know, their relationship's tough. Where it's like, would it, could it have lasted, like, yes, really, really long? Uh, it could have. Yes. Totally. I think it could have, <laughs> but it's, like, maybe not. And Soulmates. It, <laughs> but... Like seeing soulmates die is like oh, oh yeah oh I would have loved it I would have eaten that up oh my god I would have uh, created like all of the fan fiction around like the moment where he, oh it would have been so good <laughs> next we have Abigail who says a popular opinion Germione should have happened no <laughs> Hermione and Ron. <laughs> I mean, I always ship Draco and Harry, so I never saw the Dramini, but I read some great Dramini fix, but like, <laughs> I don't know if she would have actually gone. Like, she could have dated him, maybe. Like, but that's it. They would have, they, they're not endgame. No. No, no. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't think that. But I could see her dating him, though, because she's very open-minded and like, you know. But he's very not, so... I think I disagree. <laughs> I don't think he I think Draco is a better character than you give him credit for. I think you're thinking of him when he was a little child and didn't know any better. He's always a little child in the whole series. No, but he grows a little bit. He freaking has to turn into a death eater. He's growing up real quick. If he got the real redemption, sure, but we never got anything close to that. I think that Hermione could have been the one that could have befriended Draco and he would have had someone there, like, for him. And that would have prevented him from turning... But that couldn't happen because he was racist. See, but I don't think he was. I think it was just, like, his upbringing. I don't think he knew any better. I feel like he would need to have his own redemption. I don't like the idea of, like, her redeeming him and, like, changing him. I think he would need to have his own redemption, like, maybe brought on by his mother at the end like that. And then maybe they could get together later. But, like, I don't like the idea of them getting together while he's still, or getting close mm. while he's still like that. Next comes from Saskia, who says, I'm not a fan of Harry ending up with Ginny because I'm pretty sure she never really got over her fangirl dreams. <laughs> it's so predictable from the second book on. Also, the fact they look a lot like Lee and James is kind of creepy to me since it somewhat implies an Oedipus complex on Harry's part. I mean, I do think this is 
unpopular because I think a lot of people do, do a lot of people like Harry and Ginny. I think so. They're I don't know. I really don't know either. I, I feel like it really depends on what bubble you talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I have loved Harry and Ginny since like the fifth book or so mm. when she like Opened became up. a real person. Right. Um. Yeah. And I, I didn't think it was going to happen at all. Um. I think I, I don't know what I expected to happen with Harry, but I didn't think it would happen at all. But I did love the idea of them and I liked it because they looked like Lily and James. And I was like, it's like, you know, just full circle, like mm-hmm. repeating history. And I like thought it was very well-rounded and symmetrical and I liked that um, but I didn't think it would actually happen so when it did I was stoked and she's a badass so I like it I think and <laughs> I think she definitely got over her fangirl dreams unlike Snape like she very clearly <laughs> got over it in the fifth book and I think that's what's important. wrong with marrying someone that you thought <laughs> was cool <laughs> Huh? What's wrong with that, guys? Haley Baldwin did it. I'm going to do it. So (laughs) (laughs) So there's nothing wrong with that, okay? I have nothing against Ginny for being a fan of Harry and then ending up marrying her. I have nothing against that. I just didn't like them together because it felt didn't feel authentic to me. I didn't think he liked her enough. I think she liked him. I didn't think he really liked her as much. I think he liked the idea of her more than her you think he only liked her because other guys liked her and he was like "Ooh, she must be valuable sort of thing yeah and also because he was like uh, not not to be like oh i'm getting with my like best friend's girl like like (laughs) sister or whatever but to be like oh like i'm comfortable around her i know her i like her like her family yeah i like her family i could see a future with her blah 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 blah, you think it was more like convenient Kind of. That's what I mean. But the, I didn't see any passion behind it. Interesting. Not for me. But Not like, even that monster in his chest. Come on. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. No no no. Nope. Not for me. But still fine. <laughs> still fine. Still fine. Next comes from Katie, who says, "I don't really like any of the ships." What about Durmstrang's ship? The one that comes out of the water? That's the only ship I like, is Durmstrang's <laughs> ship. Uh, a lot of people, though, it's an unpopular opinion, but a lot of people don't like any of the canon ships. Yeah. Which, I mean, I agree with. I like Romani, but that's really it. Mm-hmm. All the, all the other ones, I'm just like, yeah. In general, mm. I'm like pretty much yes to all of the canon ships. Yeah. Because I'm like, yep. It is the truth. It is right. reality. I believe it. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> I read, I've read. i read too much fan fiction. I like grew up on fanfic, so it's one of those things where I love ships. I They're like one of my favorite parts of stories. So I had... I think it's because I was like reading fan fiction while I was reading the books. I kind of like created my own little mind palace at yep. Canon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my brain and my Canon to me was more interesting than the Canon ships, but there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with them. They're, uh, they're just, that's what they are. Yeah. No, that makes know. sense. I don't know. I, I only lived in, the reality of what was written so that's mm-hmm. it's just a different <laughs> way to like experience the books totally definitely next one comes from mika who says harry should have died at the end for good i would have been furious that's why i cried the most because yeah, i too. someone <laughs> in like sixth grade or whatever this was uh when that book came out there was like a debate at my school not a formal debate but people were like is harry gonna die and i was like no there's no way harry was gonna die and other people were like i don't know we think he's gonna die i'm like no he's not gonna die so when it seemed like he was gonna die i was like no (laughs) i was wrong you had personal stakes in this (laughs) yeah oh my god that's so funny i really thought he he was going to die and actually at that moment when I thought he was dying I got really upset too I like didn't read the book for a day because I got so oh I like wow. yeah I threw the book down I screamed that's my mom. willpower yeah wow. I had to stop because I'm like I can't do this I can't do this I can't keep reading this he can't die 
Um, I understand the, you know, how he could have died and how that would have been impactful. And if Neville would have finished the story, I get, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same with Star Wars and like these, this is for children. I want there to be love and hope conquering over evil. I want that to be a happy message, not like, oh, you have to die in order for good things to happen. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like characters dying, especially in Sacrifice, it just feels a little like manipulation to me for mm. like the reader's feelings. I think that's why I'm so tired of like sacrifice deaths because I feel like it's like telling me what to feel. Oh, huh. So I think I am, I'm like resentful of that. So I'm just like, no, don't, you're trying to force me to feel things right now. Like wow. I, I can see through this, you know? Uh-huh. So I think that's part of why I wouldn't like it. <laughs> right. But I mean, it does make sense, but I'm glad that they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy. I'm personally very, very <laughs> pumped that he didn't die. Next unpopular opinion comes from Alex. He says, you should read the books to get the whole story. I can't even tell you how many people I've met who claim to be diehard fans of Harry Potter. When I asked which book is their favorite, they're like, oh, um, I've only seen the movies. Oh, Tessa has big feelings here. Uh, we got some big feels. I, I think we're and different we've talked on about this. this yeah, before. we've talked about this before. I don't like gatekeeping in any way, shape, or form in fandom, especially in Harry Potter. So this kind of gets me miffed <laughs> when people are like, oh, you're not a fan unless you read the books because some people just don't like reading books or some people just can't get through the books, but they might really, really love another part of the fandom and you should allow them. Uh, but... But when it says to get the whole story, yeah, I think that is true. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because the movies can be confusing and leave a lot out. And But if you're happy with the movies, then that's great. But if you're unhappy with the movies, then I say read the books. Or if you love it enough that you want more. Right. You know? Right. I feel like I can't. I just can't. <laughs> fathom a world where I like love something so much but I'm like I'm good I don't need more you know? I mean that's like my sister she never read all the books yeah and she loves Harry Potter but it's like man I didn't like reading when I was little and I only <laughs> started liking reading because I of Harry Potter no it's true that, that happened to a lot so, of people I'm just saying you're missing out <laughs> I'm not saying you don't die hard love Harry Potter but you could die hard love it so much more and you don't even know what you're missing. It's insane. The books are there. They're there. They're waiting for you. <laughs> They're waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> and last, we have uh, a comment from James who says, probably going to get flack for this one. Sorry in advance, but wizards are just Jedis with wands. LOL. <sighs> well, you know what? Jedi's are just wizards incompetent in wizards in space. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Joe and I have this fight a lot. Yeah. I think I think Jedi's are just incompetent wizards in space. Yeah. Without wands. Yeah. Cuz wizards can do more. They can do transmutation, they can totally. do like necromancy, like they can do all, all sorts of schools of magic whereas Jedi's mostly just like pick things up. <laughs> They pick up rocks. They're mostly like mind control and telekinesis and light sword. Good with sword. And like really good at meditating and stuff. Like that's, it's just like be, it's like spiritually being like one with the universe. Mm -hmm. And then like telekinesis, mind control, really good at fighting with a sword. It's kind of what it feels like. I think they're very different, honestly. Yeah. People put them against each other a lot, but like I think they're very different. And, Jedi is a faith-based magic right. and wizard is a um, study-based. Exact, that's exactly how I was feeling. Like Jedi's, it's like, like you said, it's like one with the force, one with the earth, one with like myself. Whereas like wizards are like, oh, I want to learn everything so I can create more magical things. It's yeah. totally different. And there's, I feel like wizards, there's just so much more you can do. That's like saying like yoga versus dancer person. Yeah, you know, definitely. Because like yogis are more like Jedi's, where it's like oh the chakras, all the faith based. Where it's like yeah. dancers, you the more you learn, the better you can get at dancing. And there's so many different styles of dance. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I get that. So 
Ha, James. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Okay, let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite fandom, your Hogwarts house. Maybe give us a Ravenclaw riddle, whatever you want. And every week we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. Yeah, this one comes from Ethanos. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> ten, ten, smiley face. As a Ravenclaw, I have to say this podcast is an amazing compound of everything not only the Potter community loves, but everyone loves it. What? Oh, but, but everyone, everyone loves. loves. Yeah. It makes the Harry Potter TV movies genre of podcasts quake and <laughs> rise to the occasion of a truly amazing show that will never fail to make one smile. You will not regret listening to this podcast. It brings joy to me every day. I hope it will to you. That Aww. is so sweet. That is the best thing wow. Thanos has ever said to me. Can we like put this on our like yeah testimonials somewhere <laughs> totally the podcasts are quaking <laughs> this is amazing this is like the best review ever thank you so much thanos <laughs> for your comment again guys if you want make sure to review and comment on apple Podcasts. it helps us out it helps the podcast out and we really appreciate everyone who's left a comment so yeah. far and guys that's it that's it that's it bye bye thank you <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this opinionated episode of Fantastic Geeks and we're fine you are a fantastic geek bye bye <laughs>